Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks, introducing a brand new sponsor today, which I'm super stoked about, Knock Bar. Knock Bars are a four-to-one carb-to-protein ratio, which makes them ideal if you want a good post-run snack or even pre-run, intra-run. They are easily digestible, non-GMO, all-natural ingredients. They contain seven grams of complete and sustainable protein, along with a nice balance of carbs and fats. In addition, they have 180 milligrams of electrolytes, which can really help you avoid that cramp in the intra-run. I love Knock Bar. I tried them out and I've had their chocolate almond and chocolate peanut butter bars. They're absolutely my favorite. Tastes like a brownie. And in addition, they also have some mixed berry and chocolate banana. So I'd encourage you to go give them a try. They've also got some protein powders and other fuel on their website, knockbar.com. You can use code STRONGRUNNERCHICKS for 15% off your order. And be sure to let us know if you try them out. Thanks so much and enjoy this episode. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Uh, Before we get into this episode, just wanted to share that uh, Lindsay opens up and shares uh, a little bit more about her eating disorder that she struggles with um, from about, uh, it's about halfway through, I would say 25 minutes to 27, 28 minutes. So if you need to, um, feel free to skip over that. I just wanted to let you guys know, and I'm going to do a better job of making sure that we include trigger warnings just for those that have struggled with this in the past or that just don't want to hear more about it. It's totally okay. Um, So thank you again for tuning in and hope you enjoy this one. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. So Welcome back to another episode of SRC Radio. We have here Lindsley Kump, who I am very excited to chat with today. And Lindsley is someone that I think I came across from Margaret Spring, I want to say. She may have reposted a few, a lot of Instagram nowadays. I feel like I don't quite remember when I got connected with you, but I saw your, your profile and your posts and really thought it was something special and wanted to reach out and connect. And then on top of that, you've created this incredible community, women who move, um, which I especially want to dive into today. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet yeah, you. Absolutely. And it was probably through Margaret. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. I may have to, I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely going to have to figure this out. Sorry, my puppy's whining about something. Oh, this is, <laughs> I might have to take him out, which would only take about two minutes, and I'll get right back to the show. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to kind of push it back, and I think he. He hasn't been out in about four hours, so it's like he might need to go out. Yeah, I probably should let him out. I apologize. I had thought we were on at 1130, so I was sitting here like, oh, maybe she'll show, but that was my fault. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and pause. 
All right. Hello, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome back to another episode of SRC Radio. Today I have on Lindsley Kump with me, who I got connected to, I believe, through Margaret Spring through Instagram. She has a page that she started a community called Women Who Move, which I was really inspired um, just with seeing the women that you've already started featuring, Lindsley, and the, you know, the incredible um, journey that you've shared. And I, I had to go several Instagram posts back and kind of look at, you know, just your journey and evolving throughout your, your running, you know, career, I guess we could say, or throughout your, your fitness and running journey. So I'm really excited to dive in with you today. And thank you just so much for sharing your time with us and being on the show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to just get started off with how you initially got started in running, like what initially drew you to the sport of running? Well, I mean, I ran as a kid, I ran track as a kid. So running was kind of something that I kind of knew from when I was young, but I was a young mom. So, you know, once I had my son running, definitely <laughs> didn't happen anymore. <laughs> you know, being a single parent, I just, you know, didn't run. So I actually picked up running again during my weight loss journey, because um, obviously over time I was a mom and just didn't take really good care of myself and gained quite a bit of weight and it just kind of came to a point where I was always sick and tired and I went to my doctor and he was like the reason why you feel this way is because you've just gained too much weight you need to lose weight and you'll feel better so I kind of started on that journey of losing weight and I just remembered how much you know love I had for running so I said let's try this again and I mean I literally would go out and run a block walk a block, run a block. And I was just like, this is really hard. <laughs> but at the same time, like I felt so much joy when I was done. I was like, and then, you know, the further I went and then to the point where I was like running a mile at a time, then two miles at a time. And I was like, this is amazing. And then that's just kind of how it started again. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Isn't it cool how running can just start off as something that we do, I, I just hear so many stories of like, well, sometimes it starts off maybe kind of lukewarm and you're not super into it or you want to feel a certain way and, and it can kind of take a while, right? Especially when you feel quote unquote, like out of shape or just not in the condition that you want to be in to be able to run um, a certain distance or to feel really good on a run. So kudos to you. I think that's awesome to start your running journey. And, you know, especially as, as you noted, a single parent and I've spoken with quite a few uh, parents or moms on the show recently who have talked about how it's like really important to take time for yourself. So I feel like that that's a huge point there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was just, it was, yeah. it was just like time for my. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Um, just time for yourself as you noted, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I didn't want to cut you off there at all. Like what, it, what was it about maybe running um, beyond the initial kind of health reasons that made you stick with it? Um, just the joy that I felt with it. Like it just felt like, even though I was only running like a block, I was like, I did that. Like, oh my gosh. Like I felt so, 
And that, I mean, for me, it's just running is such a hard thing to do to begin with. So for you to just be able to get any woman or any person to be able to get out there and just say, okay, I have a goal of running a mile without stopping and actually doing that. I mean, that takes, it takes a lot of perseverance. And so for me, that's where I found the joy and I was doing something really hard. And that's what I love about running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you first started off, were you just kind of doing these solo runs by yourself or did you have any sort of a community? No, in the beginning of my, when I started running again, no, it was completely solo all by myself. Um, I only started kind of getting into racing, like volunteering with races and kind of getting involved with the running community. When I actually trained for my first marathon, I will say I was pretty miserable. (laughs) It was just, I, I think it had gotten to a point for me that I was like, I was always by myself. And I was just like, it was hard. I had never trained for a distance that, you know, that long before. So I just was like, I was actually having a hard time marathon training. And a friend of mine said, why don't you start volunteering at races and like meeting people so that you could run with people. And so I did that and I met my very best friend, Emily. And then I started just running with people. And I was like, this is awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. I see it as almost like double dipping when you can get running one thing you love with social time or social connection. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Friendship. Yeah. And when you get new friends from it too, that's really incredible. So yeah, some of the best. Now, when you first started running, were you located where you are now in Colorado or were you out in Hawaii? No, I've lived in Colorado now for almost 17 years. So yeah, it it totally started here. I mean, I ran as a kid in Hawaii, I ran track, but as far as restarting running again, no, I was here in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, very cool. When you took that break, cause you said restarted running, did you notice like that you missed it at all? Were you kind of drawn back into it with that? Um, No, cause like I said, I was a single mom, you know, and kind of a young single mom. So for me, like, everything was, you know, you know, secularly surrounded by my kid. Like I worked two jobs, you know, and I was a mom. So honestly, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally fine to be honest about it. And I love that you were able to come back to it. I mean, that's nice to be able to cultivate it again. Um, so what specifically about when we talk about running and then like trail running, right? Cause running roads is one thing, but what specifically about maybe the trails drew you to those and how did you initially, you know, step foot out on a trail? Um, you know, obviously Colorado is so beautiful. It's got so many trails. I mean, I had gone on like, you know, I kind of live in like the, you know, foothills city a little bit. So we have like flat trails like in my neighborhood and in my area so it's like you know I would go out and things like sorry you got company it's okay (laughs) we all have dogs Coco come here Coco come here um so we all have like foothills and like you know flat trails so I would do that you know with my son I'd ride bikes with him and we'd do that it wasn't until I met my husband you know we were dating and he was like let's go hike a 14er and I was like what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) So we, you know, we started doing, um, just kind of like, you know, 12,000 feet, 13,000 feet. And it was actually from him where I started to really learn about, 
you know, trail etiquette and what it means to, you know, pack in and pack out. And I, you know, and I always wanted to run in trails, but I was just kind of afraid being, you know, a black woman and being by myself. And he was the one that actually taught me like how to be on trails, what I needed to do. And, you know, honestly, it made me realize I was like, trail running is not easy, cheap or free. <laughs> so true. There are some barriers, yeah. aren't there? Oh, 100%. And it's, and it's sad to say this, but it's like when I would go out with him on the trails, it was sometimes often easier to be with him because, you know, my husband is white. And so I often found that when I was with him, it was people were a lot more, I, I would say, accepting and inviting as opposed to when I'm by myself. I'm going to be really honest. Most people don't speak to me when I'm by myself. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of sad. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And I, I wish that weren't the case. I hate that that is for, so it's the reality for so much of just for trail running and running in general and the way that it is. But um, yeah, thank you. I think for sharing, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, just to feeling like out of place or not like belonging, you know, in that sense. And, um, I think it's really important too, safety wise too, that you're considering those factors. Um, what was it maybe, you know, kind of looking back, like, is there any advice you'd give to someone who's just wanting to get into trails and maybe concerned with safety or with feeling like they can be part of a trail community? Um, honestly, for, for one is educating yourself about, you know, what it means to be out on a trail. I mean, trail etiquette about animals, about you need to, what you do need to do to protect yourself. I mean, go to your, if you don't know anybody that is actually on the trails, go to your local running store, talk to them about it, you know, ask them about the area. Um, if you even know a runner in general, maybe hike the trail before you actually go run it, but definitely educate yourself before you get out there. Understand what it means to be out on the trail and especially by yourself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I think knowing the area maybe that you're in as well, like where, cause a lot of trail running might involve going to a new city or a new part of the state or, you know, territory you're unfamiliar in, and that can bring all kinds of like wildlife and different people and cultures. Mm -hmm. And so you just want to be aware. Um, I also know like just sometimes you're in hunting territory and you don't maybe realize you're kind of brushing up against that. So just safety in all, in all regards is really, really important. Um, and all trails is, yeah. is a great resource too. I mean, mm -hmm. especially if you can afford to get the premium app, it's kind of nice because people will give you really concrete reviews. Like it is muddy. You don't need yeah. to be here. There's mountain lions. Don't go here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll tell you straight up. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really honest. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, whenever I go to explore a new trail, I definitely, I mean, I scroll through a lot of the reviews that people say, like, I'm like, Maybe I'm not ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of know what to what you're getting into, at least in some sense. So I've read some reviews and been like, nope, not giving that one a try. And then you're like, wait, but who who you know wrote this review and what was their perception? Sometimes it can change because I'll go run it then and be like, oh, that wasn't too bad. But they can set the bar really low <laughs> based on their review. It's like, oh yeah, not worth it. And then you go, you're like, wow, this was a pretty trail. Who knows? 
Yeah. Um, that said, what are some of your favorite trails? I, I love Colorado and I know we have a lot of listeners that are in Denver or Boulder area. Um, you know, do you have any go-to and you don't have to share like ones you run all the time, but maybe just like some of the most beautiful ones you've run before. Oh, I'd love to share. Cause it's like, if you see me out there, please yeah. say hi. I'm like that, even though I wear a buff, obviously. So most people don't. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. I'm it's like, smiling. show us what your buff looks like and people know how to find you. Yeah. But it's like, and I'm obviously not really hard to miss. I'm the six foot you know, black girl out there. So say hello. But, um, but I wave to everyone, like, because I feel like, especially now with masks, hand gestures and just kind of showing people like, Hey, I'm friendly. Like, cause a lot of can't smile. Can you, (laughs) I mean, well you can, but no one sees it. Nobody knows. And I feel like hand gestures are at least a way of letting people know, like, cause I've now started to run like as it's getting dark. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just to show people like, Hey, it's cool. Like I'm just out here running or doing just like you. Um, so use hand gestures, but a lot of my favorite ones are actually right in golden. North table is a good one for me because I've I have a fear of downhills, which I'm con- I'm trying to conquer <laughs> currently yeah. with Margaret. But I like North Table, South Table are fun for me. Um Beaver Brook is a really technical one, but I like that too. That one's golden. Um I just started running at White Ranch too. White Ranch Park, so that's another one that I like a lot. So well, a lot of them are in golden or like around red rocks are okay. my favorite. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love that area. I ran in golden once, but I just kind of smelled that like Coors beer, <laughs> like smell or scent. It wasn't great, <laughs> but table, table was pretty muddy too that day. It is a nice area for sure. Yeah. Do you, um, do you encounter a lot of runners and I guess in like pre COVID times, are you part of any, any communities within the Colorado area? Um, as far as trail running, no, but I, you know, I, my, like I said, my best friend, um, Emily, she's a 3W ambassador. It's a run company here. Um, I run a lot with their runs. Um, Colorado Runner is another one I've met a lot of people with. And then I'm on the Runner's Roost race team, but that's more, it's like city running. Okay. So. Yeah. Nice. All, all fun uh, ways to get involved for sure. Um, so kind of coming back to, I think this whole like sense of belonging and feeling included in the, in the running space, but not only that in the trail space, because they're not always one in the same, right. There's some overlap there, but, um, what do you see as being maybe some key ways and without, I don't want to put this onus on you necessarily, but like, what do you see as, you know, just some ways that someone can make sure that, they're starting to think about these, these things, or, or maybe ways you've noticed people starting to change their perception around how can I make my, you know, if I'm starting a trail running group, uh, make it inclusive, make it more inclusive and representative. I think social media is a huge piece of it. I mean, for my own personal self, I'm in a, and I think, and I put this in one of my posts, I actually hate taking photos when I'm out trail running. It's something that I really, really, really don't like to do because I'm enjoying myself and I, that's my time and my me time. But I also feel like, and I've told myself, the more people that see you and that's how we connect now is social media. The more people see that there's someone that looks like me out in this space, maybe there's a space for me too. 
And I actually had a couple of my um, girlfriends that live here in um, Colorado that are black. They don't necessarily want to run, but it prompted them to get out and start hiking. And I started seeing them posting pictures of going to like Deer Creek Canyon. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and they're like, you inspired us to get actually like, we don't want to run, but we want to hike and we want to be in nature. And so those are just kind of some of the things I'm doing. And I'm hoping like post COVID to start to kind of with Margaret and a couple of other people kind of start to do some like trail running groups and using social media as like a tool to get people to come out and, and run with us. And that's one of the actually things that I love about Margaret and she kind of feels like nobody, Coco, um, nobody will be left behind. Mm, I like that. Yeah, there we will be with you. Don't feel like your pace is too slow or whatever. Like we will be there with you, help educate you about the trails, and just be together as a group. That's awesome. Margaret is amazing. Margaret, Anime Flynn, just shout out to them and Mountain Love Endurance it. Coaching. Really great crew. Um, yeah, really happy I've gotten connected to you all and that you're part of the community too. So that said, I heard you say, so um, Margaret is coaching. Are you coaching with Margaret and working on downhills of it? Yeah. yeah she's, you know, it was one of those, I was like, no, Margaret, like, because she's got kind of a lot of on her on her plate right now. Oh, yeah. She was like, we're going to do this. Like, she. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's so really she's kind of like pushing me. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Downhills are pretty scary at first too. I'm, I mean, not even at first, it just, you know, totally dependent on course and who knows terrain. Yeah. It's like, I'm one of those people. I, I mean, I'll power up a hill all day long. Like, you know, my girlfriends, like when we do go hiking, they're like, man, girl, you can just like power up the hill. But when it comes to downhill, I'm like, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slowly. It's, it's almost like skiing in some ways to be able to go down super quickly. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to be able to make up time going downhill. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going slower downhill than I am. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I also see your, you do a lot in terms of, um, strength training, which I think is neat. You post photos of, of you getting in your strength workouts, which is such a key part of running. And I was wondering if there's anything else in terms of like strength and, or, um, you know, different aspects that have maybe helped you like recovery techniques or ways you've, you've incorporated these aspects into your training. Um, for me, stretching, especially because I actually had a trail running um, accident over the summer and I tore my calf muscle. And, you know, my physical therapist and my, um, and my doctor were like, you are too old to think that you can get out of strength training and stretching regularly. Sorry to burst your bubble. They're like, you just, it's just something that you have to do. You have to build it into your everyday routine. And I'm also learning with um, trail running that like foot exercises and like building up my ankles and like my foot, you know, mobility is, is huge. So I've been doing a lot of that lately, but lifting weights has helped significantly. Awesome. Are there any go-to like routines or exercises that you just love yourself? You know, honestly, and I will say this, I love Peloton's platform uh -huh. because 
I'm a really busy person just in general, as far as like my job goes, I, you know, I'm busy. So I don't have hours to spend it. I mean, and gyms are closed right now, but it's like, I want to be able to have a really good set routine. That's maybe 20 to 30 minutes long that I can do. And I feel like I'm getting strong and I'm getting the workout that I need. And Peloton just has a really, really good platform. Yeah. Hey, shameless plug for Peloton. They're great. I honestly haven't done many of the workouts myself where I don't have a Peloton. <laughs> However, I have athletes that just love it and rave about it. And I know that it, it's great, whatever gets the job done. And you know, if you enjoy it, go for it. And lots of instructors. It sounds like a lot of variety too. Yeah. You definitely have, I mean, I have one, you know, Jess Sims is definitely like my go-to, oh, yeah. you know, it's just really empowering for me, but it's just like her movements for me seem to work really well. And then like Bex Gentry, she's a runner. I mean, okay. I take her stretching classes Very neat. two or three times a day. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. Um, one thing that I talk and I've, I'm like a social media creeper with studying for podcasts and wanting to get to know you more. So this is kind of a newer question or topic, but something we talk about a lot too at SRC is just, is body image and kind of feeling happy in your own skin, which I read more about, you know, your journey and your posts. And I wondered if you wanted to share at all, either your own journey or just any lessons you've learned on how to feel better in your own skin. Like not only feeling belonging with, you know, regardless of the color of our skin or our background, but also like the size of our bodies and how that either plays a role. Unfortunately, I feel like it sort of plays a role sometimes in people or it inhibits, it could be a barrier to people getting started and maybe kind of your journey with it or how, again, just any lessons for someone who feels maybe like they don't belong for that reason. Um, for me, running has obviously, I mean, anybody who's looked at my social media is pretty transparent. Like I do suffer from an eating disorder. I do go to therapy and you know, when people say that they're like, well, are you not healed? And I'm not saying that, I mean, it's something that I always have to think about as much as I would like to say that I don't, it is something that I do have to be mindful of and I have to think about it. But for me, when I lost a ton of weight, cause I lost almost a hundred pounds. Um, and I started to really deep dive into running social media played a part in me for staying and being in Colorado, you're surrounded by very thin skinny white women running. And then in social media, that's all I saw. So I thought, well, if I want to be better at running, I need to be thin and I need to be small and I need to run fast. That's what equates you as a runner. And so, you know, I struggled with it for a while. <laughs> and, and finally, you know, being with, you know, I met my husband and I started to kind of take him down that rabbit hole too, is when it kind of for me, I realized like I, I have a problem and, and it's something that I need to deal with. And at this point now, I am, I want to let every single woman in person know it doesn't matter whether you're 200 pounds, 150 pounds, 300 pounds. If you get out there and you lace up your shoes and you put one foot in front of the other, you're a runner, period. You're putting in the work. It doesn't matter whether you're running a 12 minute mile and a seven minute mile. We all run the same mileage, period. So, so that I'm, I'm really, really big about that on my, you know, on my social media and just being transparent that sometimes it is hard. 
<laughs> you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and being comfortable in your own skin is something you have to work on. I mean, I definitely have to work on it. Sending you lots of hearts <laughs> because <laughs> I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, it, it just needs to be more normalized that this is, and it's not just something that we recover from or it goes away. Um, I've never had a clinically diagnosed eating disorder, but definitely struggled in some ways. And I think just having spoken with so many women who have struggled in various ways have just realized it's not, it's an ongoing process. And it's like, the more we can share and just open up about it, um, the more we understand that, you know, it's not, again, something that can just go right away. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I think too, um, you know, just just trying to think about what you said there, like we all are, run I mean, if we want to be a runner, if we want to call ourselves a runner, we can be a runner and, yep. you know, or an athlete in any way. Um, and, you know, not letting anything define that for you. There's no qualifier that you have to meet to be a runner. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, I mean, there are people out there that obviously running is, is their living. So they definitely have to do things a little bit differently than, you know, me who, I mean, it doesn't pay my mortgage. So it's like, I'm doing it for my joy. Some people are doing it and is, that is their career. And so their training and what they do looks a little bit different from what you do. But if you find joy in getting out there and running, doing something really hard, don't let somebody tell you, you need to be this, or you need to eat that, or don't let somebody tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I feel like sometimes when we have all we have to look at is, and, and this isn't necessarily true, but a lot of times I think just maybe 10 years ago, all we really had to look at on social media or in the media is these professional, you know, full-time runners. And it's like, that's what we aspire to be, but also have to recognize where we're at in our own journey. So really, really helpful. Um, with that, I wanted to ask what initially inspired you to create Women Who Move and what do you hope this community becomes? Um, Women Who Move actually kind of was born of kind of on the same vein of, you know, running, you know, one of my very, I have my two best girlfriends, my, I call them my blonde entourage. Um, Mel, she lost a lot of weight too. And she started, you know, and she did it with walking and she's actually one of my features on there um, on Women Who Move. And she finally said to us one day, she's like, I don't want to run anymore. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not enjoying myself. And I said, then why are you running if you don't enjoy it? And she said, but I, because I feel like only runners are celebrated and that's what you're supposed to do. And I said, no. I was like, if you love to walk and that's what brings you joy and that's what makes you happy, then walk. And so that's kind of how Women Who Move started for me. Like I want women to move in a way that makes them happy, to celebrate them, to encourage them, to inspire them, to move in ways that are going to bring them joy and bring them happiness and to feature women who, you know, want to share their story and their journey and what brought them joy and movement. So that's, I mean, I'm, see, I get all giddy and excited about it because it's just, it's, you know, I know it's going to be work to make this community bigger, but I just want women to see that movement should be about you and you alone, not about 
what social media says you're supposed to be. And that's kind of one of the big things about this community that I'm trying to make sure that I show women of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds in all different forms of movement. Oh, I love it. I'm excited just hearing about you talk, talk about it and share and see your smile and excitement around it. And I'm always any like passion, I think with this mission of, of wanting to break barriers down or, or help women and empower women in some way is really, really awesome. And just so good to see this happening. So yeah, just um, definitely keep us posted. I'm of course going to give a plug to your following along with your Instagram community and your website with women who move and seeing what's to come. So you'll have to keep us updated. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, definitely I want COVID to kind of pass a little, but it's like, I have a lot of like, you know, great ideas, you know, in the to kind of bring the, but it's like, I want to do it safely because, yeah, you know, course. COVID is no joke. So it's no. like, I definitely want to do it use safely, but you know, women who lift other women up, I mean, that's how we as women, I, I truly believe become successful by lifting one another up. It's like the future is female on so many levels. So it's like, I'm ready to just elevate this community and, and make it bigger. Yes, absolutely. Um, I almost want to ask like more about it and what's to come, but I also want to just give you that space and time to process and see what's happening. And, you know, also no pressure too. like, it's, it can evolve and grow and change. And, you know, I think about that with SRC, like it's evolved in some ways that I never would have thought it would have. And, you know, that's kind of the beauty in creating a community too. So yeah, really happy for you and excited. Uh, so yeah, yeah, of course. Is there anything else with that, that you wanted to share or like how, maybe how can folks engage with your women or how can women identifying, um, you know, engage with your community in any way? It's actually going really well. I was, I mean, I knew it would take work, which is fine, but it's like the sheer of, you know, women who already started using, um, you know, tagging, you know, women who move in their posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Or if you have like a particular post that you're just like, you know, I really want this to be reposted, please use the hashtag women who move, but it's W-O-M-X-N instead of with the E because men, we can just... <laughs> Yes, love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can use the hashtag too, and then I can repost, you know, a lot of your posts that way. But yeah, just tag me in your um, in your Instagram post if you have something to say, and either I will share it in the stories, or I will, you know, reach out to you as far as being a feature. Or if you want to be a feature, please, you know, send me a DM. Or, you know, and we could talk about it and I can love it. <laughs> like shameless plug, keep going. This is awesome. Yeah. And then I know you had said you have a blog as well, right? Or this is sort of in the same realm of website and sharing stories. Is that? Um, so, you know, my blog is definitely more run focused. It's um, called She Moves and it's more, you know, my running kind of it's more of a running blog. I'm still trying to decide whether I want to do, you know, a women who move blog. I'm still kind of interconnecting, connecting those. <laughs> but right now my blog is more, you know, run focused right now and just kind of, you know, my running journey and then, you know, training and just 
different things as far as running is concerned, but I'm still trying to decide whether I'm going to do a blog for women who move. Of course. Yeah. Very neat. Um, yeah. Thank you again. And it looked like you did an Instagram live or, or some sort of video too. So that would be neat to see as well. I'm just excited for anything and everything that's to come. Uh, I did want to also highlight. So in addition to all of this passion you're sharing in this community, you're creating, you also work in healthcare. And I just wanted to give first, like commend you. I know you've probably been called a hero and all this for working in healthcare this year, which is really, really, um, and not just this year, I guess in 2021, but even like last year, um, what is sort of what, first, what do you do for those that don't know, what do you do in healthcare if you want to share and, um, how is maybe, how has this been, um, How's your passion been furthered through this past year, if any? Well, I'm an oral surgeon's assistant and a patient care coordinator at a private dental practice in Denver. Um, you know, I'm going to be really honest. 2020 was probably the most challenging year I've ever had working in this profession. Um, dentistry unto itself, I would say the clinical portion of it isn't hard per se, especially, you know, if you're educated, you know, it's always been, especially dealing in people's mouths, it's dealing with the emotional part of it. So when you added COVID-19 on top of that, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's sticky. Oh lady. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I give you props for sticking through it. This is, yeah, I've been a rough year on so many levels and I have another friend in the same realm and yeah, it's, it sounds like it's not easy by any means. It's just, it's, it's just hard dealing with, like people are afraid mm-hmm. and they know that they need to, cause it's like in the, you know, area of dentistry I work on, I mean, we're doing surgery. So these patients need this surgery, but it's like, not only are they dealing with that fear of having to have all these things done in their mouth, but then you're adding the element of, okay, am I going to get infected? Like, what are you doing to protect me? And and so it's a, it's a lot of it, it's like mental, like dealing with that aspect of it. And people just unfortunately haven't been very kind because they are afraid. And that's what happens when people get afraid. They just, they become unkind. And so trying to navigate that and still stay positive is, it's something I have to work on. <laughs> <laughs> are there any, um, whether it's like daily practices or sort of things that things that you're doing in addition to maybe running or caring for yourself in that way that have helped, helped you keep this sense of positivity or helped you persevere through this oh, year? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm a journal writer. Like it's huge for me. Um, I have um, a gratitude practice that I do every morning, whether it's I'm sitting by myself or on my run, I kind of run through the things when I'm having a bad day, because I'm human and I definitely have bad days, <laughs> um, that I just kind of run through my the things that I am grateful for. And it is a mantra that I say to myself every single morning without fail, probably since COVID started and it's be the energy. It's like, if you show that positive energy and you show people the light, I feel like more often than not, that's turned people's, you know, attitude around, or if they were being unkind, I just kill them with kindness. And it's like, I treat them exactly is how I would want to be treated in that situation. I listen to them. I listen to their fears. 
you know, I try to be as kind and as gentle as I possibly can. And usually that turns somebody around. They're like, I'm really sorry. I know I wasn't being very nice. And here you are being so sweet to me. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my biggest thing is my mantra is just be the energy. Be the energy. Energy has such a power to this energy you bring into a space. And it's not something you can just decide, like, I'm not going to bring it today. You know, you kind of just got to bring it or it's not there. So that's what I'm working on too. I'm a very calm, like chilled person usually, but you know, I'm excited if I'm like, you know, up and at it with energy, but sometimes you just got to do that. You snap the fingers and you're, you're in it. So thank you for being the energy this year and in this past year and bringing it. And of course, in the future. Um, Yeah, yeah, thank you. So advice, I I just wanted to highlight here a couple last um, questions. And of course, like, kind of looking back, I I think I already asked a sort of reiteration of this question. But is there any advice you'd give to your younger self? And this is maybe like, you know, uh, anywhere from the ages of 18 to we'll say like those ripe, formative, like late teen, early 20 years. Oh, show myself more grace. Oh, that's a big <laughs> I one. Think show myself more grace because I will say hands down out of anybody my whole life, like I have been my own worst critic and enemy. <laughs> so to show myself just more grace and gratitude, I think that would be what I would tell my younger self. Thank you. That's such a good one. <laughs> it's like, why is this so hard? <laughs> But it's so important. Um, lastly, I want to ask, what does being a strong mentor chick need to you? Oh my gosh. Just getting out and doing the best you can possibly do for yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. You get out there and you do what you need to do for you. You give it 100% effort for you and for you alone. Good, good words of wisdom. Thanks for sharing, Lindsley. And thank you again for joining me for an episode of um, of SRC. I was really stoked to chat with you today. And again, can't wait to see all that you bring with Women Who Move and, and just your own journey and running. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I can't wait. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shameless plug for the trail women's summit. Can't wait to have you. And also probably see you blazing fast downhill in your next race. I'm going (laughs) to want an update on this downhill project. We'll call it the downhill project, or I'm sure you have a name with Margaret already there. (laughs) So many of us, you're not alone, right? Like I, I get that of just wanting to, wanting to improve the downhills, feeling like I'm a little, a little iffy on them. (laughs) That's how we'll do it. Yeah. We'll figure out a way, even if it means we're rolling on our backs, but yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Really, really fun chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.